Hey, what's up, gamers? Welcome back to Ponderings and Meditations. Um, we're just here to say that the views expressed on this podcast... As well as the opinions. ...do not reflect Toronto Metropolitan University or Spirit Live in any way whatsoever. They only reflect me and Josh's views, and probably not even that, that accurately. Anyways, enjoy the show! One more thing, gamers... Um, on this episode, Jeremy and I discuss a certain episode of our favorite TV show, Degrassi. Degrassi, The Next Generation. Starring Aubrey Graham. Aubrey Drake Graham. Canadian hip-hop legend, also known as Drake. Her loss. Um. Honestly, never mind. You know. <laughs> Certified lover a, boy. Ring uh, a bell, listeners? On a more serious note. Um, oh, sorry. In this episode, we discuss Drake brutally being shot in the back and paralyzed. Um, so that's just a warning for anybody listening. Content um, warning. Content warning. That we talk about a shooting in the show Degrassi that you've probably seen online. About Drake. Drake gets shot. Anyway, enjoy the show! Hey, what's up, gamers? Welcome back to Season 2 of Ponderings and Meditations. Wow! Woo-hoo! Season 2! Wow! It's uh, incredible. It feels crazy to it be feels, here. It feels super crazy. It yeah. feels kind of surreal almost. Like, um, you know, they just they brought us back. They brought us back from the dead. We got renewed for season two. Yeah. We got some things to ponder this season. Wow. Whoa. Anything anything to meditate, though. I don't know. Anyways, uh, we got we got Don Ponder and Mr. Meditate in the studio right now coming at you. <laughs> Yes, a sure. brand new episode of Ponderings and Meditations. Mm-hmm. What's up, Jeremy? How you doing? I'm doing good. It's, it's It was a good break. Very restful. Very restorative. Yeah. How long has it been since we recorded something? We have not recorded an episode since, like, November. Wow. Of 2022. So... I haven't even discussed Avatar two on the on the oh, show. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Avatar okay. two. So we got we got a format for today's show. Okay. Um, we're gonna just talk about what we've been up to for the last couple months mm. while we've uh, not been doing the show. Mm-hmm. So how was your winter break, Jeremy? How how was how the last couple months been for you? It was really good. I think probably a highlight for me was when in December you and I uh, were invited to meet. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Oh, yeah. I forgot as, about that. As yeah. part of our work through ponderings and meditations. Yes. Um, um, and we got a key to the country, which I didn't know they gave out. Yeah, I thought that was more of like a symbolic thing yeah. that they did. But um, we're now allowed to go anywhere in Canada. Like the key unlocks every door. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they do that, like logistically. Like, yeah. Do they conspire with like the lock companies? I don't know. But to, like make one key accessible in every lock? Like, I don't know how it works. But I don't get it, but it, it's pretty cool. We're recording this episode from Drake's house because, you know, we could just walk in. The key we unlocks key. Drake's house. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, what's up, Drake? Hey, Drake. Hey, Drake. <laughs> wow. Classic wow, Aubrey. Man, I love Degrassi. Yo, I've been watching Degrassi. You've been watching Degrassi? How yeah, are you liking it? I love Degrassi. It's so good. I, I think my favorite scene from Degrassi mm-hmm. is probably when Drake gets shot. I have not gotten there yet. Uh-oh. Spoilers. Uh-oh. I'm only on season three. So you don't know that he gets paralyzed? What? Yeah, Drake gets paralyzed. Uh... Let's talk about let's talk about movies. Let's, let's start, we, yeah, we saw we, a couple movies. We've been in the watching a couple months. We've, we've been, been watching, watching movies. What do we want to talk about? Okay. Yeah. Let's let's try to start from the beginning here. What was mm. what was the like first thing we saw out of out of winter or the fall semester? 
of the bangers. It probably was Avatar. Probably Avatar. Avatar, yeah, because that was the 18th. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we can talk about Avatar. Well, Avatar, I don't know if I talked about it publicly on this podcast, but you I am... talked about the first one. I am the world's strongest Avatar fan. Yes, uh, that's known. That's undebatable. Uh, At this point, no. So, I was so hyped for Avatar 2, mm-hmm. and we all we took a group of us to go see it. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I liked it so much. Like, I'm not, it's not a world-changing movie. It's not going to change your life. But if you're into it, like, it's going to be super fun. Well, I think, like, in terms of, like, I think you're kind of downplaying a little bit. Because, mm. like, in terms of, like, the technological advances that were made in order to make that movie, mm. I think is, like, you know, you could you could congratulate it, like, on that alone. Like, yeah. Regardless of the product that that technology ended up creating. Like, the, the creation of the technology itself is really impressive. For real. And and to be fair, you've seen it more recently than I have now. Like, I've seen it the one time. Oh, true. I need to go see it again. Yeah, I did uh, get to see it a second time. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I'm, I have low-key plans to see it a second time. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I thought it was good. Um, I thought the story was, like, nothing spectacular, but it was still fun. It engaged you? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think, I think Avatar has this, like, way of kind of like making the dialogue like really corny but it still works yeah it's it's charming like it's I bored. I was watching a YouTube video last night about Avatar 2 actually nice. and they described Jake Sully as an anime character and yo like, right like yeah I, I cannot like I can't unsee it now well like James like, Cameron loves anime Oh yeah, yeah. So that tracks okay because yeah like he just like he says all the, like the goofy one liners and he never dies. Yeah. And he's always fighting. Yeah. And, like, um, in the second movie, his adopted daughter, I thought, was, like, a super anime kind of girl. Oh, yeah. At times. Yeah. Um, without getting into spoilers, would you call Avatar 2 the Boruto of the <laughs> Avatar franchise? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen Naruto or Boruto. So, Naruto, I haven't seen a lot, but what I know is Naruto is about Naruto and okay. Boruto is about his son, Boruto. Oh! Yeah, that's okay. why I say that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess it's more about his kids. Yeah, it like, is It is more. And I think they're going to be more about his kids. I liked like, his kids. It worked. I thought all his kids were interesting. Nah, maybe not all of them, but like the ones that the movie cared about yeah. <laughs> uh, were interesting. Yeah. Um, You've probably seen Avatar two at this point. It's made like four billion dollars or whatever. We, I think we can. I think we can talk about spoilers. Like, yeah. if, if you've wanted to see this movie, you've seen it by yes. the time this episode's going out. Yes. Like it. By the time this episode's going up, Avatar will have been out for almost three months. Yeah. Um. If you haven't seen it, then you don't care about mm-hmm. seeing it. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought the inclusion of um Tom Green. Reprising his role as Freddy from Freddy Got Fingered. I loved it. I thought that was really interesting, a really interesting introduction. And kind of like a weird kind of like retcon of just why he hasn't been in the entertainment industry for the past couple of years. Because he's been was, on Pandora the whole time. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. brave that they, so they introduced this plot of this human who had been sent to Pandora first initially. Yeah. yeah. But because it was back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, back in took, 2003. It took him way longer to get there. Mm-hmm. So he just arrives as Avatar 2 starts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such an interesting kind of, it's it's a relatable character for us because yeah. he's he's from our time more. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that was a really interesting element. I thought introducing the quantum realm into yeah. the Avatar universe. I really can't believe cool. they like wanted to send a signal down yeah. to the quantum realm. Like everybody knows you're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. 
you know, super dangerous. There but could be super villains down there. Yeah, like, you don't want to be doing. You don't want to be sending a signal to them. Don't don't mess around down there. But you know, it paid off. It paid off big time. It paid off big, big time. If you've seen oh, yeah. the movie, you know what we're talking if you know, about. You know, and uh, what else was what else was like a big kind of. Uh, um. Oh yeah, the reveal that uh, Pandora and Cybertron are in the same star star system. Oh, I loved that. I like, I thought that was that. so cool. I thought that was such an interesting way of kind kind of like rebooting the Transformers franchise, like merging it with the Avatar franchise. Like it's only a matter of time before we get a movie of Jake Sully driving Optimus Prime into battle. And you saw me clapping and crying. Oh, I was when, clapping too. Yeah. I was clapping, I was cheering, I was yelling at the screen. Our theater, like a mosh pit started when Optimus pulled up. It was awesome. It was great. Um, Um, And I thought the post credit scene, well, it didn't set up a sequel the way I wanted it to. uh It was more like one of the funny ones. Yeah, it was like a bit. I thought it was Um, cool how James, you know, he had Jake Sully, like, showing his kids Pocahontas. And then his kids were like, isn't this just what happened with you and mom? And then it was like, oh, haha, like, he gets it. He... Yeah, like I thought, I thought that was really tongue in cheek. Yeah, um, you know, James is really like kind of winking at the audience with something like that. You know, yeah. like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, my boy Jimmy, like he's cooking. The, the Jimmy cooks. <laughs> oh, and back to Drake. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, Drake, do you have any thoughts on Avatar Two? So, interesting. I agree. That's I agree. A, that's an interesting take, Drake. But I, I agree. Got, I can't. I gotta say, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, um, to go back. To Freddy Got Fingered. I haven't seen this movie. I have. I want to see it because. Wait, I, no, I haven't seen it. I've seen clips though. I want to watch it. I think that would be a fun uh, watch. We should do it. But what we should do, mm-hmm. or sorry, we should watch Freddy Got Fingered. But more importantly, um, I watched a video last night talking about uh, Freddy Got Fingered, and then subsequently The Matrix Reloaded. Or mm-hmm. sorry, not Reloaded. What's the fourth one called? Like Revolution. Oh, no. um, the Matrix rebooted. It's I don't remember. The I watched Matrix it. Four. The one I watched that the came Matrix Four last year. It's good. I like it. Anyways, I, so, Josh is giving the most judgmental look so, of all time. So the reason I bring these up is this video I was watching was making a really good argument. So it could be concluded mm. that Freddie got fingered. <laughs> was Tom Green essentially stealing a studio's money mm-hmm. and flipping them off. Yeah. Effectively giving them the finger. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, everybody, As the title implies. Yes. Um, so for those who don't know, Tom Green, Canadian. I don't know much about him. He's Canadian. He is Canadian. Yeah. Interesting. Um, he made this movie, and he didn't really like how the studio executives were forcing him to make this movie. So what he set out to do was create a movie that was basically just an elaborate ploy to waste studio money and make the worst movie possible. And that's exactly what he did. If you've seen the clip, I don't know. Uh, it was it was kind of viral like around five or six years ago of a dude playing the piano and going, Daddy, would you like some sausage? That's mm. from Freddy Got Fingered. Okay. Great clip. Um. So yeah, like the whole movie was basically just Tom Green wasting studio money because he didn't like them, which is based, by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Um, to- super cool, mm-hmm. super cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I bring this up in relation to the new Matrix Matrix film is I don't know if you know anything like surrounding the creation of the movie. I know that's why I like it oh, because okay. I know exactly what you're gonna say. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. so uh, the Matrix, the Matrix Four is basically just like 
they hit the self-destruct button. Yes. But they got to do it on their own terms. The, basically, Warner Brothers was like... We're going to make they, this they put this, Yeah, they put this scene in the movie. Like, the, this happens to the character in the movie. Yeah. Where it's like, Warner Brothers says they're going to make this legacy sequel with or without you. Um, so you're either on board or you're not. Yeah. And the movie then proceeds to, like, just, like, destroy the Matrix franchise on yeah. purpose. Yeah. It's so awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I liked the movie. I, like, it's like, not a good sequel to the Matrix trilogy. No, it sucks. The, but, well, also, the, like, the story was, com- the story yeah, was done. Exactly. Like, they, they, there was no reason to make another one. There is no so, Matrix 4. It shouldn't exist, so it might as well be based. And, and also, there is a Matrix 4. It's called Animatrix. It's a okay. set of anthology animated episodes. It's that's the Matrix Four, but it's not a sequel. Those no. a lot of those are prequels or like interquels. Mm-hmm. But yeah. some of them are some of them are sequels. Yeah, anyway. I, I'm a big Matrix fan. Um, but yeah, I was. I, I think it's pretty based that Lana Wachowski essentially wasted like two hundred million dollars. No, it's amazing. Of studio money. It's so awesome, and I love how I remember leading up to the release of the movie, there was a lot of press tours where people were like, "Hey, like." Uh, do you think this will start a new trilogy? And she was like, no. And and they were like, why not? And she was like, I mean, I guess whatever happens, happens, but I don't think so. And then you watch the movie and it's like, of course, like it yeah. it can't exist. I, uh, it's really good. If you like uh, like meta commentaries, it's pretty cool. Well, it's also, it's a meta commentary that isn't like explicitly trying to be a meta commentary. Yeah. It's still an action movie. Like it's mm-hmm. it's very interesting. It's well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, speaking of movies, yeah. we saw a movie last night. Yes. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about one other movie before we got into the movie. Well, so I guess well, right. one other movie. Ambulance. Oh! Ambulance? Yeah, let's, let's talk about Ambulance. Wow. Wow. Wow, what a what? picture. What a picture. I, you know, like, it's it's hard to describe my feelings about Ambulance, <laughs> aside from just Wow. Yeah, I don't um, think we got to go in depth on it. We can just say it was like, you got it because you got to go in blind. Like, yeah, that's how we did it. Yeah. And it was like, it was an incredible experience. I think like genuinely. Yeah. Like, like I, I was expecting to go into it and think like it was on, like ironically funny. And bruh. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was unintentional. How long it's was okay. that? It's 14 minutes into the new season. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. good. That's good time. It's like Spider-Man says, everyone gets one. That's true. That's yeah. a family guy bit. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Family Guy right now. We should do a Family Guy episode at some point, just talking about the show. Yeah, you know, we can break it down. You heard it, it here first. Expect sometime this season, the Family Guy episode. <laughs> Pondering on Quahog. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, ambulance. Sorry, ambulance. sorry, sorry. Uh, we can go over like the basic premise. Yeah, I mean, let's go over the basic premise as the movie like lays it out before it keeps getting it keeps up in the ante. Exactly. So it's it's about these guys. Yep. Brothers, in fact. Brothers um, who steal an ambulance. Yeah. And then they drive it around Los Angeles. Yeah, I think that's... Like, uh, like I, there's so much more to it than that. Like, this movie's three hours long. No, it's not. It feels like it is. It's, it's only two. <laughs> it's just a dense two. Oh. Like, it just keeps... It feels like it's three hours long. Because so much plot, happens. The yeah. plot moves at a lightning pace. Yeah. Like... I, I the first like ten to fifteen, it, it takes its time to set stuff up. It, but once it's go, once, once in the ambulance, yeah, once the ambulance comes into play, there's no brakes. No. It just goes. Well, much like you know the ambulance yeah. itself, you know they don't step on the brakes. Yeah, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is one of the leads in the movie. He plays himself. He's insane. <laughs> like, 
the other lead is the other brother is Yaya Abdul Mateen. If you enjoyed uh, the Watchmen TV show on HBO, or if you're a fan of upcoming Marvel property number eighty six, Wonder Man. Yeah, he's uh, he's involved. He's going to be Wonder <laughs> Man. He's a cool guy. He's a really good actor. Good uh, actor. He does good stuff. Honestly, those two leads are probably like better than this movie deserved. So they elevate it like oh, a lot. Honestly, like the two of them are genuinely like really good actors. Yeah. Like say what you will about Jake Gyllenhaal. He's like, a good. He's actor. a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it makes the movie very entertaining. Yeah. Speaking uh, of speaking of movies, the old fashioned way. I this was I was gonna <laughs> use that segue. I was waiting. You stole my segue. Okay, take let's, it. Let's I don't t- care. Let's talk about Babylon. We saw Babylon, Babylon last night. Wow. Wow. Another wow. Wow. We watched it. It's, okay. Important to, to clarify, we watched it in theaters uh, on a like a 70 millimeter screening, so on yeah. film. Yes. And Which it, is exactly how it was intended to be seen. It felt like it must have been because it looked so good on film. Like, yeah. insane. Like, some of the shots looked really dark, but that's just how film is sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Aside I could still tell that, what was going on. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I think aside from that, like, it looked gorgeous. Yeah. The, the shots of the sky were like, wow. If you like the shots of the sky in La La Land, because it's the same director, these are even better, I'd say. They're more, like, naturalistic, but still as, like, painterly. Let's, let's try to break down what happened in Babylon. Oh! That, that was actually a three-hour movie. That was a three-hour movie, and a lot happens. Um, okay, so Hollywood. Hollywood in the 20s. 1920s. It starts, it starts in the 20s. This, yeah. this movie spans, like, three decades. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um... You've got a, a kind of it's it, it's market it's been marketed as a core duo honestly Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie get a lot of the marketing yeah but it's mostly it's mostly I don't know the actor's name I don't know his name either but the character's name is Manuel um, it's a trio and then there's also two side characters who I'd argue are like also very which relevant. ones the one that's the trumpeter yes and Sydney Palmer yeah and the the woman the woman who played Laurie in Watchmen. No, but she's also important. The yeah. woman who um, is like the the oh. dancer. The who? The like she does like the songs and oh, she yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah, briefly. Yeah. 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 The one who uh, sucks the venom out of Marco Robbie's neck. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna. Well, I guess we're gonna. We can talk spoilers. Like I, I don't think this is a movie where spoilers are necessarily a bad thing. No, because like so much happens. Like, yeah. Let's okay. Let me start with this, okay? I knew that this movie, like, I've, I I had read that the opening 30 minutes will, like, break you if you are not, like, properly prepared. Like, you can, you can, mm-hmm. the whole movie can lose you off the opening 30 minutes if you're not willing to, like, give it a chance. I, I was pretty hooked in those first 30 minutes. So was I. Like, like there I, is some stuff that is, like, whoa. I thought the party scene was, like, kind of, like, cool. I don't know. I'm... I just clicked the button on the computer. I'm just making sure we're still recording. Yeah, we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, one of my favorite, sh- yeah, as we've discussed on this show, one of my favorite one of my favorite TV shows is Better Call Saul. Yeah. Very slow burn. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what the first 30 minutes of this movie is. Like, it's kind of just, like, getting all the characters in the positions they need to be for the movie to start. But also... There's some, like, gross stuff that yeah. happens. And that, yeah. I think, is what would, like, break... You and I grew up on the internet. Yeah. So we've... Uh, it was not, like, necessarily shocking or, like, oh, my word, to I mean, see this in a major Hollywood picture. But I could see people reacting to it and being, like, 
this is filthy. Well, I'm gonna okay. Let's let's describe the scene we're both thinking about right now. I'm describing the back to back of two scenes, like yeah, being very okay, quick. We, well, let's talk about the first one. Mm-hmm. Then. I um, warned. I I gave a warning. I knew um, this was one thing I knew know about I'm, the movie. I'm not gonna swear. Yes, I'm not gonna swear. No, describing the scene, uh, I could, mm-hmm. but I'm not. So essentially, a man gets defecated on by an elephant. This is in like the first five, first five minutes. minutes, like like very right fast. away. This yeah. is like first season of White Lotus, and you see, you know, Steve Zahn's soft uh, body part. Yeah, <laughs> in like the first five minutes, it's like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was, and and then right after that, it cuts to you. You, I guess, <laughs> I guess it's kind of a juxtaposition, juxtaposition in a way, because Yo! one man gets on, and then another man gets. Uh, urinated, urinated on, on. <laughs> not by the elephant, by another human. Uh, it, it's uh, let's get a little adult here, folks. We're gonna be honest. Um, the defecation is not enjoyed. The urination is. That's that's the yeah, setup. The, the guy, yeah. It's, so it's it's a lot to take in. And this is like the first ten minutes of the movie. You're you're like, just getting there, you know. Um, and the party scene does have a lot of raunchy stuff going on. This movie is rated 14A in Canada, which I was serious? shocked by. There are a lot of stuff. body parts. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of uncensored body parts in this film. And just like a lot of adult dialogue and themes yeah. that I think would be, honestly, like I think 14-year-old me would like get it on a surface level, but like not kind of grasp parts of it. Well, I think now being like fourth-year RTA, mm-hmm. media production, mm-hmm. like I, I, you know, having... You know, complete, not completed. Almost. Like, having been on sets now yeah. and having worked on films, like the way the movie kind of treats how kind of carefree yeah. an environment like that was back in the 20s is really interesting to me. Yeah. Like there are, there are a couple examples in the movie of crew members on these uh, sets the movie is depicting just like dying on set. Mm-hmm. And it's not a big deal at all to like anybody. It's just like, oh, Greg. Cost of doing business. It's just, oh, Greg died today. All right, you know, patch him up, get him out of here. And just keep it, going. And the, I think the movie is like more subtle than people have been giving it credit for because there's yeah. a moment at the end where, you know, uh, Brad Pitt, who's a who's an aging actor in the movie, mm-hmm. um, kind of who's, the, the movie is about the transition from silent film to the talkies. The talkies, movies with sound. Yeah. Um, and Brad Pitt's kind of character is struggling with this transition throughout the movie, as all the yeah. characters are. Um, and there's a scene near the end of the movie where he's doing uh, a movie that's just to save, like, the studio. Like, his career's dead. He's doing it just as a favor. Yeah. And he knows it's, like, bad movie, whatever. Um, and, like, he looks around, and the movie just takes a minute to just, like give you shots of all the crew members and give them like a little moment in the sun mm. and have Brad Pitt like appreciate them but it doesn't really draw attention to it it's it's really well done yeah um but this movie is like an epic on like every level in terms of scale and scope oh yeah like, like i'd say there are like five main characters there's five main characters all the side characters are pretty well drawn. Like, you get a good sense of them. Yeah. And the plot is, like, there's so many threads and... The plot, like, just keeps trucking along. Yeah. Like, normally when I say this, I mean it as a bad thing. But mm. in this case, I mean it as a good thing. Um, I thought the movie had ended, like, six times before yep. it actually ended. And it was good because this is one of those movies that really builds. Where, like... Yeah. 
you really come to appreciate it more as the movie goes on. I think everyone we watched it with, we had all of us had different points where we were like, okay, this is when the movie grabbed me. Yeah. But it was it was relative. Actually, none of us hit it before an hour. Hmm. Actually, can we? Okay. We there's one part of this movie we haven't talked about yet, and okay. it's the part that grabbed me, and I think it grabbed you as well. It was okay. in the last hour. Okay. The introduction of Spider-Man. Toby. Toby McGuire. I was grabbed before this. I want to be clear. I was into it already. I was into it. But, but this was awesome. Toby McGuire maybe has 10 minutes of screen time, and it's not until the last 30 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And if they put him any earlier in the movie at all, he would have stolen the entire show. Yeah, that's the problem. He's so good. Like he, He's so good. He plays, he plays kind of like this lone shark, I think, like mob boss kind of guy. He plays like incel Lalo Salamanca. He play like he play he plays an insane person. Yeah. Um, and he has like Joker makeup on, but not yeah. really. Yeah. Um, and he just he acts insane. Like he creates what is genuinely like one of the most terrifying sequences I've seen in a while. Yeah. Like, like I was so uncomfortable. Like oh, I don't even know how we would describe that scene of them going into what they, they describe they as go Los to, like, Angeles's true face. Yeah. They go into a very hedonistic den of. It's like a cave almost. It's like all lit by torches and stuff. It's such a good scene. Like it's, it's so like, and yeah, Toby he wants so Toby McGuire, he wants to like introduce our main characters to like an actor. An actor that in he air knows. Quotations. An actor that he knows that will blow blow our main characters away. Um and he kind of forces them to kind of go into this this cave with him. Um, and in the cave, like, it's it's such a surreal place. Like, there are, you know, for lack of a better term, there are, like, deformed people. It's, it's like, like, they descend, like, level after level of this cave. Yeah, they keep going deeper. Is this, like, insane pit of debauchery and and um, the grotesque. And, and it's a celebration, but it's also, like, it was there's weird. very, like, violent undertones. Like, well, there was also, like, it was almost surrealist at times because there was a scene where, where Manny was standing next to this guy yeah, with a head that was, like, twice as big as his. Yeah. And, like, his left arm was, like, crumpled up and kind of fused to his chest. Yeah. And he was just kind of staring at our main characters and just kind of... <sighs> And it was really, like, it was really creepy, but in, like, the most intriguing way. Yeah, the breath noise you just made, by the way, reminded me that, like, the sound design in this movie is immaculate. Like, it is so... so, I can't even put into words how good this movie sounds. Across Mm -hmm. the score, across the, 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 like, effect choices, Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. How the movie uses silence is so well done. And then, to culminate... Do we want to... Yeah, we can say this. This was like... This was one of the most insane endings to a movie I have ever seen, and I can say that confidently. And it's so perfect. Like, Like, it works so well. And, like, when I say an ending to a movie, I literally mean, like, the last five minutes of this movie are one of the most bizarre and incredible endings I've ever seen to a movie. Like, it's bizarre, but it's also, like, exhilarating and, like, almost breathtaking. Like, so we can... We don't have to, like... I don't want to get into all of it. We can kind of just describe the premise of it. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. Is, this is how I interpreted it, which yeah. is what I'm pretty sure they were going for. Yeah. So the whole... So Babylon is a movie, like we said earlier. It's about the transition from silent films to the talkies. And the end of the movie kind of culminates with what I interpreted as, like, a recap of the technological advances in film yes. over the last hundred years. Yes. Um, so we see shots from, like, really influential movies in a technological sense like we saw Tron yeah 
We saw Terminator. Mm-hmm. We saw The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And we saw Avatar. It culminated the final <laughs> shot. The, 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 the final, yeah, the final the, the shot last of this one, like, compilation. Yeah, the last one in this highlight reel of like technological innovations in movies was Avatar, implying that Avatar is the furthest we've gotten, which I love personally. Which I would agree with. Yeah, great take though. Like we were saying earlier, like yeah. with this, you know, they, they didn't even show the second one. They no. showed the first one. No, yeah. Um, which is like technologically was insane, and yeah. now we have the second one out that's even more technologically insane. Yeah. Um, I just I loved this movie. Like by the end, yeah. I was so it like I'm not gonna lie. It takes time to like. Draw to, you in, yeah, to to really grab you. Yeah. But now I think if I went back and watched it from the beginning again, I'd love it all the way through. Yeah, that's what's like, so powerful about it. I feel it. like it's one of those movies where like some movies are better to go into completely blind, mm-hmm. and there are other movies that are better like on a rewatch. Yeah, and I feel like this is one of those movies that you'll appreciate more on a rewatch. Yeah, because one, you'll you'll have a better sense of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you'll be able to kind of like see all the pieces moving to what sets up the next thing. Because yeah. I'm very confident that the entire plot of this movie could have been like interpreted in the first, you know, act. Yeah. You just yeah. would have no idea. Yeah. You don't know what to look for. Yeah. Um, and and like I I, th- I agree because I think it's I think it's going to age really well. Like right no, I now. I think so too. Like if you don't like it right now. No, if you've looked at the discourse around Babylon, you'll see it's got a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Some people have called it like Damien Chazelle's first big misstep like you know, it, it's obviously a box office flop. Unfortunately, it has not made a lot of money. It no. it cost eighty million dollars, and I think it hasn't even broken ten million at the box office yet. Well, part of that ten million dollars is our money. Yeah, so, we we, know, spent we, money. we spent money. We spent money on our part. Uh, but if you can go see this, I don't know if it's still going to be running when this episode comes out. I'd hope so. It's uh, if not, go buy it. Yeah, like like it, see it see it the best way you can, but like. It's probably good either way. It's just I I know I'm really appreciative well, that I got to see it on seventy millimeter, like in a theater too. Yeah, like it's it's a movie that celebrates going to the movies. Yeah, like the act of going to the theater, sitting down in a like a dark room full of people and, and experiencing this thing together. It almost respects audiences more than the people who make movies, which I think is mm-hmm. what I something that's really smart about it. Is like yeah. it doesn't like Hollywood. No. But it likes movies and it, and, and it appreciates yeah. that and it appreciates audiences. Yeah, like I, I really appreciate how this movie never tried to like paint like vintage Hollywood in a positive way. No. Like in a way that Once, a time on a, once Upon a Time in Hollywood kind of did. Yeah. Because like let's be real here. Old Hollywood sucked. Yeah, like if you know the story of Judy Garland. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Like, like the entire making of that, of The Wizard of Oz for like the whole cast. Yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. Like, uh, we don't have to get into it on this podcast. No. But I really, I really uh, recommend listeners out there, if you haven't looked into this already, go read about the production of The Wizard of Oz. It's one of the most insane productions I think I've ever heard about. And it's probably only so well documented because the movie's so popular. Yeah. Like, like this was just how movies were made at the time. Yeah. And like so, this, I, this movie does not. It's it's I I don't know like I I don't even I can't even fully put into words like how much like I appreciate it and I think how much it accomplishes mm-hmm. it is it is so much movie too that I feel like again yeah. it needs time like yeah. I think it's gonna be honestly not on the level of this movie but for me The Godfather the first time I watched it I didn't like it and mm-hmm. I needed to I needed to rewatch it two or three times before I was like oh this is like a like a perfect movie yeah I don't think this movie's perfect 
But I think the more I watch it, the more I'm going to take away. I think it's going to age really well. Yeah, I think... Uh, we'll see how well that ages. Yeah, but, but I remember you said last night, you were like, I think it's going to be a flex for us in a few years that we saw this yeah. when it first came out yeah. on film. And uh, for people who care about that, obviously not everyone does, but yeah. we're in a media program. And I so. think, like, yeah, it's... At the end of the day, like, it's important to mention, like, we are film students. Yeah, this, this so, was targeted. Like, so, like, you know, we were talking about this when we, like, left the theater last night. Like, we think this is a movie. If if you aren't big into movies and the making of movies or even just the making of, like, content in general, mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to be a movie for you. But he, I said this to Max after we left you guys yesterday. Um, okay. I The thing I think is, like, it is – we're running out of time, so I, I don't want to get – We can we – can Okay. Uh, this felt to me like the first kind of, like – art house bigger epic movie aimed at like people more our age yeah because one the editing and pacing is so fast that it really moves it's great mm-hmm. if you have like tiktok brain because <laughs> which I'm, is what we have because we have it and the movie <laughs> sometimes it's hard to watch a slow movie yeah but this the editing and the rhythm of this movie is so fast like it moves it just keeps going yeah which, which is something that i've been like realizing i appreciate more and more yeah now that i've really been trying to like go out and watch more like quality yeah. television and movies. Yeah. Like when something can be when the when the pacing of something can be really quick without jeopardizing quality. Yeah. That's like the hallmark of a really good director product. and editor. Yeah. yeah. And um, the other thing about it is that I, I think the way it presents things is so like it has like a modern cynicism without being like mean about it. I don't. I it just it, to me it had a. I think it's gonna do really well with people our age as we grow up. Yes. I I think because we're so, everyone our age understands a little bit about media creation because all of us create media whether it's through social media or whatever. Are mm-hmm. like people our age are inundated by it and have consumed so much of it that mm-hmm. I think it will speak more. It's speaking a language that maybe older, more established critics like don't fully understand. Mm. Because the movie to me hit a rhythm that like really resonated. Yeah, and it also kind of at times like you know like we were talking about earlier the scene with the elephant. Yeah, it kind of it kind of even hits that like random TikTok brain style of humor. Yes, that you know people who grew up with the internet are kind of like accustomed to. Yeah, almost like a more nihilistic kind of uh, absurdist. Yeah. yeah. So we are we're running out of time here, so we're gonna yeah. wrap it up. Yeah. Um, as tradition with all episodes of Ponderings and Meditation. Yeah, I know what's coming. Um, we all know what's we, coming. We like to end the episode with a pondering. Yes. Um, and I know what you think we're gonna do. We no, think no, we're no, gonna, no. We think we're gonna do a silly little bit. This is gonna, season two. I'm gonna try to convince you of something to ponder, and you think I'm gonna cut right before I say it. Well. 